Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the No Pucks Given podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric Porcelli. And I am my co-host, Nick Del Prete, and we're finally joined by the new guy, Thomas. Hello, everyone. I hope uh, the weekend was good. And uh, yeah, I mentioned previously, I'm the Jets fan of the podcast and the only one of the friend group. But uh, I'm excited to get this started. And yeah, let's let's begin. Yeah, it's been a lot of requests for uh, for a Jets fan. The Jets fan to arrive actually after episode one of the of the pod. Apparently, everyone likes a different viewpoint than just a, a Leafs fan. But uh, no, good to have you on now finally. And uh, I guess let's just get it started. So um, we're gonna start with a little bit of news of the week here. And um, you know, boys, cut me off if you have anything to say as I rifle through some stuff. But um, just some little things that happened. John Cooper he signed a three-year contract extension in Tampa Bay. I really don't find that surprising whatsoever. Yeah, expected. Exactly. Uh, Mark Giordano, this was a little bit shocking, but Seattle decided to name their first captain in, in their franchise history. I thought they would have waited a little bit longer, you know, be like, like Vegas kind of did. But, I mean, hey, Mark Giordano, bona fide captain for most of his NHL career. So I guess that's not surprising they chose him. Yeah. And here's another big topic. I like to talk about this one a little bit. But uh, Alex Tovechian passes Marcel Dion for fifth in NHL goals. That is huge. Yes, it is. Now here, here begs the question though, and we haven't talked about this on the pod yet, but do we think that he actually has it in him to pass Gretzky's record? Um, well, I think this season I was actually looking at it in the first night this season. I think he's going to get so, uh, position of third I think he's going to pass both Brett Hall and Yager because Yager at 766 so that puts him well now Obi at 733 so that puts him 33 back yeah I think he can score another 33 goals this year if he stays healthy so if he can get to third this year how many years did he sign for do you guys know with the Cavs I think it was five I believe yeah it was five more years okay so let's say he gets a 760 even 767 if he does pass Yager that puts him like 130 back from Gretzky's record in four seasons. Then that would be so, you know, it's one like roughly 30 goals per season. You need well, he would need 35 in, in his last four seasons to yeah. pass Gretzky. I mean, I, I think it's totally doable, especially for yeah. Ovechkin, man. He's been durable most of his career, hardly mm-hmm. misses time for injury. And you know what I mean? The, the Capitals are usually, you know, I mean, as long as he's on their team, they're usually a good team. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I already think that he's the greatest goal scorer ever just because of the era, you know, but Mm -hmm. uh, I I think he can do it, man. I think he has it in less games played than everyone, except, well, Brett Hall has just seven more games played than him, but yeah, um, I I really like it. Like, I like his chances. And I think if he's close enough, when his contract expires, he'll sign another year. Oh, of course. Of course. So I think think he's going to do it. Yeah. Bearing as long as he doesn't get seriously injured. But it's exciting, man. All right. Well, moving on from that topic, we had quite a few contract extensions actually signed over the the last little bit. Uh, Mika Zibanejad, I don't think it's surprising that he signed his eight years um, in New York for 8.5 per, um, I feel like though that contract kind of ends the, the, um, rumor mill, I guess for Eichel to New York. Yeah. Like, yep. 
you know, I, I feel like that contract was kind of what, what was holding everyone back for, you know, that, you know what I mean? Cause because of cap restraints and all that. Well, someone, I don't know who it was. One of the, some analysts came out and said after, right after Zip signed that, that on Thursday, a team was very close to the Eichel, uh, to finalizing an Eichel deal. And then as soon as I, as the Minajet signed, they said that it fell through. So my guess is it was the Rangers um, and Zip was included. But now that he's signed, I think that's done. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, I really like the contract. Honestly, eight years, eight and a half mil. He's the top center on that team for all eight years, I would think. Yeah. So I really like that deal. And for the next contract that got Mitchell oh. Marner trending on Twitter again. <laughs> Everything gets Mitchell Marner trending. <laughs> Alexander Barkov signs eight years, $10 million in Florida. And my, oh my, what a freaking contract Mm -hmm. for the Florida Panthers and for Alexander Barkov. One thing you got to keep in mind though, is there's no tax, right? And that really brings it down by quite a bit, especially over a long-term contract. Like that's probably an $11 million contract in in Canada, if not 11.5. So like Mitch Martin makes like 11 million. Yeah, but that's something I know, but that's something to keep in mind. So, um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, you're not going to get as many endorsements in Florida than you would in Toronto. So yeah. Well, a great contract. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. A contract is, uh, is something to, to marvel at. Honestly, I thought, honestly thought Barkov would have gotten Matthew's money. I thought he was going to get honest. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I thought he would have gotten Matthew's money for sure. But I mean, Hey, you know, sometimes you love the team enough. Uh, to me, that's to me that's a hometown discount for a player like Alexander Barkov, and Florida should be very, very happy that they pulled that off. Um, they got and now, next year. yeah, that well, yeah, I guess I got to deal with that. But uh, now for the, uh, I guess the biggest story around the NHL over the last little bit, uh, Brady Kachuk's contract holdout finally comes to an end. Seven years, fifty-seven and a half million dollars for the youngster. I guess the question that uh, that we have here is: Is he worth it? No, Thomas, do you you think he's worth it? Yes, I think he's worth it. You know, he's a good player. He's their star. And it's also like I heard it many times. He brings seats and tickets for Ottawa. Yeah, the the crowd reaction on Saturday, he was cheering everyone up. Like he he was just making sense about that. Yeah, go ahead. It kind of pisses me off that he was doing that. Like, buddy. You're the one that held out. Like, like, let's say Nylander did that when he held out. Lee fans would fucking, they wouldn't be cheering for him. They would be booing him. I hate that he was, like, so pumped up. Like, oh, I'm back. I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. But you were you were at, at odds end with, with Eugene Melnick and, and Pierre Dorian, whatever the case is, whatever was going on. You were demanding the term. You didn't want the bridge deal. There was a lot going on internally. And then you come back and say, oh, yeah, you know, I did this for you guys. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to pump you guys up. I, I didn't like that at all. Like moving his arms. Well, I don't even remember what he was doing on the Jumbotron, but kind of annoyed me. He's a Kachuk. I don't expect much and, else. And but I, mean, I don't think he's worth that money. Well, that's $8, that's $8 million a year. I don't think it's an $8 million player. You don't think he's worth $8 million a year, eh? No, no. What, but what's, what? his, what's his brother Matthew getting? Does anyone know? I think he's better than his brother. I think he should be getting what Matthew's getting. Well, Matthew's contract ends this season. So because oh, he's on a bridge, right? Yeah, there's another Kachuk deal we're going to be waiting on next year. And he also I held think, out on his first one. Too. I think this yeah. did better for Kachuk than what he wanted. I think if he got a bridge, he would have gotten less money. Well, yeah, of course, but but that's uh, why I'm saying ball. I don't think he's worth this money. I know, but he wanted. They didn't. They bought free agency years here. That's why it was so expensive. Ottawa didn't want 
I know that's Brady, the Brady, big Brady Kachuk. Yeah. Brady Kachuk pretty much, if it wasn't a long term deal, eight year deal, he wanted to walk himself right to free agency. Yeah, hundred percent. But what so, I'm saying is, if he did that, he was probably going to get less than eight million dollars a year. I, I mean, think. yeah, of course, no, of course, shorter term deals, you're going to get less money. But like, no, sorry, I, I meant when that when that bridge deal comes to the end because he was betting on himself, let's say, like his brother. Yeah. I think he's going to get paid less than $8 million. Oh, no, no shot. No shot. I, I think Brady Kachuk, Brady Kachuk is a rare breed of player. You're not like... I, yeah, I like, I like his style. Like, I love... Like, I hate when we play against him, like the Leafs play against him. But I love what he brings because, you know, he's a shit disturber, but he's good. <laughs> like, he's not like... He's a shit disturber and he's shit. Like, it's not like he's just going out there to fight guys. Like, like yeah. think about... Uh, what's his face? Um, Brendan Gallagher. He's a better Brendan okay. Gallagher. How... how, how, how Here's a here's a big comparison. Brendan Shanahan compared to Brady Kachuk. To me, same type of player. They're gonna put he got the potential. He got the potential to score 35 goals every year and rip your head off every single game. Like he's a physical player. He is, you know, he's a power, he's he's a true power forward in the NHL. Like you could put him on the ice in any situation, power play, penalty kill. You you can count on him to be a leader. You can count on him to do yeah. so many different things on the ice. And I just think that like if they gave Shabbat $8 million, like this contract for, for Kachuk is definitely where he belongs. Like he's going to be part of that leadership group going forward. You know, he's going to be that guy, you know, he, yeah. he's going he's gonna, to, he's going to be what the offense, you know, what, what, what they build their offense around really. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess if you're thinking about like how he's a, like a one of a kind, I guess, in the league, then the yeah. contract's worth it, like if you, from that standpoint. But like comparing him to other eight million dollar players, he's not as good. Like, I don't think so. But the thing, but I agree. Sorry. But I was just more angry because of what he did on that opening night. It kind of pissed me off. Like, yeah, I was a little cocky. But yeah, I guess looking at the unique standpoint, I mean, it's not, it's not. It's not. It's not a bad contract. You're it's gonna just, have to overpay. It, for a player it, like that, yeah, because he knows Ottawa's case as well. I mean, how many times well, who wants time? to play there? Exactly. Uh, the other thing too was that he's named captain after this. Is it confirmed yet? I I think there's a lot first, of speculation. Yeah, yeah but I think it's his first game. He's gonna come out with the C. Yeah, I can see that happening. Honestly. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that <laughs> that had to be in the contract. I think Josh Norris is better than him. That's just me. Skill-wise, yes. Josh yes. Norris is a very skilled player. Brady I know, Kachuk but Josh is... Norris is not going to get $8 million. Yeah, but Josh Norris doesn't play the same game. You don't understand. Josh Norris, yes, he'll put up you know, points and assists and stuff like that. But Brady, th- there's no one that's going to do what Brady Kachuk does on the Ottawa Senators. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even in, in this league, for, for really, like, not much exists like him. A 35-plus goal scorer who's going to you know, play both ends of the ice and, and lead your team in that sense, like, a Brady Kachuk is hard to find, and Josh Norris is not Brady Kachuk whatsoever. So, I, yeah, sure, Josh Norris is you know is more skilled in that sense, like you know stick handling and all that stuff. Brady Kachuk is just a crash and bang player, right to the front of the net. He's going to score exclusively from the front of the net, and he's going to do very well there. I think you pay for a kind of player like that. And honestly, I, I think I think Ottawa did okay. I won't say it's the best contract on their books, but I think it was a necessary one and they did okay. Yeah, but, I, I think they needed to sign him. You can't, yeah, you can't just no, let him go. No way. Uh, I guess next on the... Uh, I'm wait, 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 I'm not done. Oh, you're not done with Kachuk. <laughs> no. Brendan oh, Gallagher gets $6.5 million. Okay. 
Brandon Gallagher scored 33 goals in 2018 to 19, 31 goals in 2017, 2018, 22 last year, but it was a shortened season. When did he sign that contract? Uh, sorry, two seasons ago. Um, I can't remember when he signed it. It was six years, six and a half mil. I think it was actually last year he signed it. Huh? Six years, six and a half? Yeah. I don't know what he was making before that. You're forgetting uh, Brendan Gallagher has a very big injury history. But all I'm going to say is that's what I mean by Brady Kachuk's not even another player. I, I think he is. I, I think he's better than Brendan Gallagher already, and he's going to continue to get better. But, I mean. I, I got to see Brendan Gallagher's thing history but we can it's fine we can you know but you know what you know what you know what's funny though especially you out of all people um oh he made 3.75 up till now you scoring all, 30 goals a year playing as a crashing power forward you out of all people always said that sometimes contracts are signed for the player to grow into them right yeah and that's what i mean okay. that's why i'm well, not Brady, shitting Brady, on it. i'm just Brady, saying i know but you're saying high. he's not worth eight million dollars not right now no he's not okay well, I, I think he, he is. I think it's a fair value. But anyways, <laughs> that's, that's enough on Brady Kachuk. I, I never thought I'd be talking about any, any Ottawa Senators that much in my life. But uh, <laughs> next on the list. Now, I personally love this contract. Ryan Pulock signs in New York, in, in New York, in, <laughs> on the Islanders for eight years at 50 million per. Eric's now, let me, let me tell you this right now. I have, I have probably three favorite defensemen in the league. That I, that I just love watching. Darnell Nurse, Jake Muzzin, and Ryan Kulak. This guy is an absolute stud on the, on the back end. He can produce offensively. This contract looks great. Another Lou Lamorello gem. I don't even know how anybody wants to play for Lou, but somehow <laughs> they just love him. I think him it's more Barry Trotz. And he gets contracts like these. Ah. And you guys got anything to say about Pulak? I just really like the deal. And yeah, just the comparing it. Like he's 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 one of the better defensemen in his own end, and then he he also contributes offensively. He's even on their second power play, so he's you know he's very serviceable in that sense. And then comparing him to where we're gonna get to pretty soon is McAvoy. Like then you start asking the question: Did McAvoy get under overpaid? So we'll we'll get to that though. But yeah, I really like the deal. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah, that deal. I love it. I mean, the next deal that we have kind of listed over here is the Ekholm deal, four years, $25 million. I don't think there's much to say no. about that contract. I mean, kind of fair, fair value-ish. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's going to be... So. He's 31, but he's also now with, you know, he's got a bigger role on Nashville, I think, now. So mm-hmm. I don't think he was going to stay there for less, especially because they're, they're like... They're like those people that are like they're in denial. That yeah, obviously, what are they? Except they got to rebuild. It's like Montreal. Yeah, like they they should be rebuilding. Yet, like I don't exactly think they're aware of that. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, I don't think Ekholm stays for less than than what he signed for. Yeah. So I mean, he's good for the younger guys in the system for Nashville. Yeah. Next on the list, the another controversial uh, signing, which rarely comes out of Boston, but. McAvoy signs eight years and nine and a half million per Nick. I'll let you uh, start us off on that one. I mean, I, I like McAvoy. I think he's probably going to be in the Norris conversations multiple times in the future, especially if he starts getting power play one time in Boston with Pastor and I or Shannon Bergeron. I don't like nine and a half million dollars though. Like I understand it's because more because of the term, that's why it's higher. And you know, that might look like a defenseman, right? Yeah, it might have like a great deal in six years, five years, four years even. Because, you know, he's what? He's 23, I think. Um, yeah, he's 23. 
that's why I think that it, it has the potential to be really good. But right now, like I was even talking to a Bruins fan um, from that I used to work with, and he said that he it, it both sides kind of didn't win. I mean, both sides kind of won. Like he thinks that Boston kind of. I don't know. He didn't really. He didn't really like it. He thinks McAvoy kind of, you know, got what he wanted, and I guess you weren't gonna really try to like strong arm him because who do you really have other than Brandon Carlo as young? Well, so that's, um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I just so, I think you compare him to Darnell Nurse at this point, and you know, I just me, you know, okay, McAvoy is a lot is a little bit younger than Nurse, so Nurse has a lot more time to develop and. And there's a lot of different factors that I just, I don't know, nine and a half seems like a lot to yeah. McAvoy um, based off of, you know, Darnell Nurse's contract and how much, you know, he's making. I mean, I, just, I, I don't know, nine and a half seems much. And, you know, usually Boston is pretty good at selling themselves as you know, selling to their players, actually, that, you know, we're we want team friendly deals because we want to be a couple yeah. every single year. This one seems like McAvoy won. McAvoy got exactly his number. It seems like a blank check type deal. It was the Bruins saying, hey, we want you for eight years. Here's a check. You put your number down. Let's get this done. That's what it seemed like to me. It yeah. seemed like there was much arguing back and forth. But you know what? <laughs> if I've learned anything over my time as being a Leafs fan, I'm never going to really shit talk to Bruins anymore because <laughs> I am scarred for life. No, he, so. can, he, he can very well play into this contract, though. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. You're, he's you're great also defensively, man. You're signing him for his best years, so yeah. Like he's not really a prospect anymore. He's he's, he's no, already he's a bona he's a bona fide NHL top two defenseman. But I mean, he's 23. Like there's a lot of growth still, yeah, for him as a player, right? And especially but, being on the Bruins, he's going to get all of that experience. He's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be better. He might he might be worth nine and a half million in two years. Maybe next year. Maybe this year. Who knows? But I don't uh, know, Tim. I don't know if you have anything else. Oh, sorry. No, I say at face value, this contract is a little much for me, but hey, good on him. Yeah, I don't know if Tim has anything else to say, but I want to make a comment. No, I, I think you guys hit on everything. I it's, just it's, it's hefty now, but I don't think. Yeah, I just I was looking at the cap friendly page. First of all, McAvoy makes three million dollars more than any player on the team, which is pretty insane. <laughs> I mean, I know Bergeron's contract expires next year and then got Pasternak in two years. But right now, like he makes $3 million, well, 2.7 more than Patrice Bergeron, which is quite insane. And another thing I want to mention, Boston has really been overpaying defensemen lately. Like Brandon Carlo was okay at 4.1, but McAvoy 9.5. Um, okay, Grizzly got three and a half, but I guess that's okay. I mean, eh. he's 27 years old. I actually don't even know if that's that good. Derek Forbert got three mil, which I think is overpayment. But then again, this year was ridiculous for defensive contracts. So Mike Riley getting $3 million, like what? So yeah, yeah. I, they, I they think did. they've really been overpaying defensemen lately. They did, but I mean, they were kind of desperate for some That's for what some I upgrades. mean. I think that's where McAvoy had his leverage, though. He's like, you fucking paid Mike Riley $3 million. I think I'm going to take six and a half. Yeah, that and Bergeron's not getting any younger. So yeah. they're, you know, they're. They're really trying to win now type deal. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, I guess moving on to the last of the major extensions this week is the Nick Suzuki. Eight years, $63 million. I mean, I like it, honestly. Uh, I don't really see this being a bad deal. 
That's what $8 million average is under. It's yeah, 7.8, 7.9. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind that. I mean... It's another one of those contracts where it's like right he's, now it's he's got to he's got to grow into it yeah. a little bit. But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, based off the last two seasons, like he's he's shown up to play, man. He's gotten better every single year. And, you know, he's a two he's a two way player as well. Right. Like I'm not saying he's going to be a, a selfie candidate or anything every single year. But I mean, he's responsible at such a young age in both ends of the ice. I mean, he's the kind of guy that he's already their first line center. Like he's the kind of guy that's going to log the biggest minutes. He's going to log, you know, time in both ends of the ice. He might even go out there when they need a key draw to to be one. Well, so, apparently that's his weakness, his faceoffs. Well, yeah. then I guess they're going to have to work on that one. But I mean, do you think this year hurts him more than it benefits him, though? What do you mean? With no Weber, no Price. Like, I mean, we've already seen how they. I mean, it's no. the, end of the season, but I think they're going to be at the bottom of the standings this year. I don't think it hurts them because you got to learn how to lose in order to learn how to win. So. I guess, but then look what we did with Kadri and Bozak when well, we were at that's, the bottom. Yeah, but that was more we than hurt just the both of them. Yeah, I know, but that was more than just one year of losing, Nick. Yeah, but Montreal's not going to get any better. Well, they, Weber's they, probably they, never playing again, and Price, we don't know. And then who I know, else but, do they have? I know, but think about it then. If Weber's never playing again, that, that's a contract that you can now, uh, you know, maneuver you can you can use all of this what are you going to go acquire freaking john carlson i'm not saying you go and acquire john carlson nick but i mean there's a lot of things that they can do and it's the montreal canadians like they they're, they're, they're gonna, gonna find have to a rebuild. way they need to accept it yeah or that's gonna fine guys but like i don't I, I i don't think i think their young core is good enough that they can still win games like they can i'm not saying that they're going to be a playoff contender or whatever every single year but they're going to be a team that's going to be a headache to play against and you know I think I don't think, better than them. I don't think this hurts. Uh, yeah, well, it's because Montreal is – they downtrended from last year. Ottawa went up. But I don't think this hurts their development at all, to be honest with you. I guess I, only I, time will tell. Yeah, exactly. Time will tell. But I, yeah, I, don't think it, uh, I don't think it hurts their development too much, to be honest with you. I mean, losing Kakanyemi kind of hurts a little bit. But, I mean, at that, at that contract, the that no. Carolina got him out, it doesn't hurt. The no hurts for them. That's what I mean. And now Suzuki's put in a spot where he's their shutdown center. I don't like that I, at all. I like it. Okay. The contract's pretty good, though. Yeah, I like it. Right now. Anyways. I mean, uh, it could be good. Right now, it's eh. Uh, well, I like it. <laughs> uh, now for some signings, actually, that uh, free agent signings that went. Jack Johnson to the Avs, one year, 750K. Somehow, this guy seems to just keep getting gone. Or that nasty goal. I... Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was nice. I don't know. People love him somehow. It's only because of Taze, Devontae's. Yeah. They probably need some insurance. Well, I mean, he keeps getting contracts every year. Yeah. Same same with the next guy on this list. James Neal, one year, 750K. I have no idea. Every Since he left Vegas, every team that has signed him just doesn't, like, he doesn't do well. You know what I think this was, this contract? Because he scored the what he scored three or four goals in that preseason game. I think they literally said, you know, if we don't sign him, fans are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So they literally just signed him. I guess 750k doesn't really hurt you. Yeah, exactly. That's why. And I mean, hey, we're you know, if St. Louis doesn't do do well this season, that seems like a tradable contract at deadline day. If someone needs depth scoring, if you can provide it. But you know, anyways, Eric Gustafson to Chicago, one year 800k. I honestly, I'm screaming about him already. Like good things or bad things? Because I honestly bad I things. Bad things. Because I don't really know much about. Things. I don't know much about this player. 
really bad honest. things. Apparently, he's giving away the puck. All. I mean, I like I said, I didn't really watch many Hawks games, but like I'm, I'm looking online, and a lot of yeah, a lot of fans are saying scratch the guy. So <laughs> I didn't start. Wow. All right. Well, that's he had a good preseason with the Islanders, though. Well, I don't know. And now for for Thomas's Winnipeg Jets, they signed Evgeny Svechnikov, the lesser of the two brothers uh, in the NHL. But one year, 750K. Tim, what does that do for, for the Jets? I think, I mean, me and Nick mentioned this long ago in the summer. It's just good depth signing, and you can't go wrong with you know, depth for men. Yeah. It's just it's just what we need. If somebody goes down, it's a long season, 82 games, and COVID's still a factor. If anything happens, yep. Evgeny Svech is ready and also allows guys like Veselin and uh, Perfetti just to rotate in and out. And Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And for anyone wondering, I just called Thomas Tim. That is just his nickname, by the way. Tim Thomas, baby. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like people were going to question, you know, I just introduced him as Thomas and then started calling him Tim. We refer to him as Tim. But anyways, I guess moving on from, from those uh, signings, we had some waiver wire action happening throughout the week as well that uh, I would actually like to talk about. Um, we'll leave Adam Brooks for a little bit after this next one I mentioned, yeah. but Bar Boulay was claimed by the Kraken from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I I like that for them, honestly. He, uh, yeah. he impressed in Tampa Bay, in my opinion. I mean... I can't say that I've watched a ton of Tampa Bay games. Um, but, I mean, from the ones I've watched from even the playoffs last year, he had a couple good uh, appearances. I feel like the Kraken are going to enjoy that uh, that pickup. It gives him some depth, you know. Yeah, he had a nice assist in his first game. Yeah. And then uh, I guess for the one that hits home, Adam Brooks claimed by Montreal because why not? He's a, I guess, a player that the Leafs have been, you know, developing for a very long time. Um, what is he, 24? 25. 25. Mm-hmm. Kind of falling off the uh, the prospect list, I guess, if you want to put it that way. You know, kind of getting to that age. But after that preseason, after even those appearances last year, you can really argue that Brooks should have had a spot on Toronto. Just... Yep. I don't know. Just I think they thought otherwise. I guess I, I personally disagree with what Keith did. I mean, Keith Dubis did with waving Brooks and keeping Amadio. Um, I do see why though, because Amadio I think is twenty three or twenty four, so he's younger, and we have him signed two years or isn't one year. He, I don't know, but he's an RFA at the end. So isn't he waiver exempt, Amadio? No, no, I thought he no. was. No. Well, I don't uh, know, but. He got claimed by Montreal. That's why Simeonov was sent down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the things relief fans, including myself, is we get attached to these guys for no reason, <laughs> especially on a team with a lot of depth. Like you're gonna lose them. Like just, just how it goes. That's the point of waivers, right? Good teams lose players. That's that's why they're the thing. Um, so it is what it is. I mean, I'm shocked they didn't play him in the opening game. They haven't played him yet, actually. And like, I thought I thought he was a guaranteed goal if he played against us. So. <laughs> they, should have, they should have really played him. But um I would have picked him up a fantasy for that game. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a really good opportunity for him. Like even even Keith said that's the reason why they did it. It was either they told Brooks are like, you know, you're either gonna go back into our system and be our first call up, or you're gonna get a chance in the NHL. So we're doing this for the best of, of for both of us, right? 
So that's, it is what it is. Um, we'll see how he does. But, I mean, we have a guy, Semyonov in the Marlies, who's already tearing it up. I mean, it's only a game, but he had four assists. So it, this is a definitely replaceable contract. And he is 25, as you mentioned. So yes. it is what it is. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say about it. Tim, anything from you on that one? I don't think there's much else, really. No, yeah. You lose you lose waiver players. It is what it is. Yeah. It's part of the game. Part of the, yeah. the numbers game. You got to play. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, we had a trade this week as well, actually, that uh, I was – I like this one a lot, to be honest. Um, so Vancouver Canucks acquire defenseman Noah Juleson and forward – I'm going to butcher this, but Jule- – <laughs> Juho Lamico or Juho Lamico, <laughs> one of the two from Florida. It's yeah, oh, it's Juho. So Juho Lamico Yuho. from Florida Panthers for their defenseman, Oli Yolevi. Um, Yolevi was a fifth overall pick in 2016. Uh, he's only played 23 NHL games since then with only two goals and an assist. I mean, I don't know. Like that, that is for the Canucks to walk away from a you know, first round pick like that being so high. They obviously, you know, were not confident in him or that, or um, he was probably going to have to go on waivers, no? Yeah, that, well, that's what I was going to say. I like that. I like that for Vancouver because I know, I mean, I watched the hockey guy. I'm sure many of the people listening to this will watch the hockey guy. Um, and he was saying, he's a Canucks fan, and he was saying, like, it's either they use Ulevi, they lose Ulevi to waivers or they try to make a trade. So I like that they got a depth defenseman and a center who's actually played already two games, both games for them, and Lamico as their fourth seat. Might as well. You've got something in return for, you know, yeah. the guy who was your freaking fifth overall pick uh, five years ago. But I like that they got something in return. I mean, I think Florida just actually recalled Lamico. I mean, it's Lamico. Uh, Yolevi, so he might get some playing time. Or not recall. I think he's on the roster, actually. Um, well, he would have to be, right? Because that's the reason yeah, why. Yeah, waivers. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. waivers. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's a small trade, but I understand it from both ends. So, yeah, I mean, I also don't mind the the like Noah Juleson going to to Florida. Yeah, they have a definitely. prospect they can build a little bit too. He's well, still young, right? No, isn't he like twenty six? No I'll way. Yeah, Is he? Keep from Montreal, well, no? Yeah, Juleson. No way. He is twenty four. Okay, he's at that. Oh, okay. So he but he was twenty six. He's at the he's at the very end of being a prospect. To he is what he is. Category. Yeah, but he can still play, right? And at least he, you know, yeah. I think he's waiver exempt, so it's a win for Vancouver, in my opinion. Yeah, I like Thanks that trade. It's new fresh like trade. Alrighty, moving on. Moving on to the injury list. There have been a couple that hurt me near and dear to the heart for this first <laughs> the first week of the season that passed. Austin Matthews missed the first three games of uh of the toronto maple leaf season He's now back tomorrow baby back tomorrow this has been announced l- roughly less than an hour ago by sheldon Keith. so he will be in the lineup against in new york tomorrow right yep yeah we'll get into that after though yeah they play new york tomorrow i mean it's it's goes without saying what the leafs nation expects from him i really really hope he gets marner on the score sheet some more. I felt so bad for Martin last night, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Tell he was after. frustrated yesterday. But anyways, Matthews was out the last three games, but he is back tomorrow. Another one that hurts the Leafs, and I feel so bad for this guy because he's such a likable dude. 
Ilya Mikheyev out eight weeks. Minimum eight weeks. Minimum eight weeks. Was it, was, it, was it a broken thumb? What, broken what? thumb, yeah. Broken yeah. thumb. He had surgery. It went successful. Um, it sucks because the day he went down, it was literally the day before his birthday. And uh, <laughs> so what, what a way to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It was also his, you know, it's his contract year. Yeah. It, it's his big year. To he had a check. He, he started, he was going to start the year in the top six. Yeah. It really, it really sucks, and it, it obviously hurts the Leafs too because you know he's he's one of their best yeah, penalty this killers. Is a, this is his second lengthy injury too in his short time in the NHL. What has he been here? Three years. Three years, and he missed probably fifty percent of the games. <laughs> Jesus, that is unfortunate, especially for a guy that uh, just he's he's literally <clears throat> excuse me finding his scoring touch is all he really needs to exactly. He's to that away from being a fucking really good literal top six winger. So, yeah. Another, I guess, another injury on this list, and this is another unfortunate one because I was hoping that this guy would have a breakout season this year in the NHL. But Quinton Byfield from LA out indefinitely with a left ankle fracture. That yeah, one, no time yet. No that time one yet. stings, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's a month or two. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that he, you know, he recovers and everything goes well because I would love to see this kid play in the NHL. I feel like. If he comes in and is able to play on like their third line yeah. and second line, like or no second line is the no. If he's even to play on their third line, the LA Kings have I, and I've said this before. Depth. I've said this before. They are my dark horse team this year. I freaking love that team. They're looking nice so far. They, yep. They beat uh Vegas first game, no? They didn't just beat Vegas, they, they handled it. Handled well, yeah. Kopitar is leading the league in points right now. Two games played. Best fantasy pick I've had this year. <laughs> yeah. Personal overall. Well, yeah. in a keeper's league. Let me emphasize yeah. that. And then uh, I guess another injury over here. Four to six weeks for Matthew Boldy. He's young, right? He's a youngster. Yeah, he's very young. Yeah, that, that, that'll he's, suck. He was supposed to make their team out of camp, too. Well, I mean, for Minnesota, I guess... He's still young, so I guess four to six weeks here or there, not a bad deal for them, but unfortunate all the same. Colin White, this was a big one. Ottawa, man. I This guy, I feel bad for Ottawa, and I feel bad for him. He signed that big deal. Um, what was it? Eight years, six million a year, and he came out last year and sucked, and then he got injured. And now he just four to six months with a dislocated shoulder. It's horrible. I mean, like, he doesn't really come back unless Ottawa makes the playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, that's pretty much how that one looks. So I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Ottawa, but it is what it's it is. It's a harmless looking pity. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then next on the injury list is uh, Zach Bogosian, ex Leaf. Um, four to six weeks with a lower body injury. Uh, I'm sure Tampa Bay is going to miss him for a little bit, but I mean, he's a. He's a tough cookie. He'll come back and he'll be good. Another couple of recent injuries actually that happened throughout uh, the last few days. Pacioretty, six weeks, lower body injury. And Mark Stone is out as well. No timeline for his return. And for what happened, no one really actually knows. It was honest. He went to go take a shot and then it, it looked like something. It was just yeah, so, it was so weird. weird. Could be wrist, maybe. Uh, no Something idea. upper body. But hopefully he's on a long term because that really screws them up. 
It does. They just lost their top two top wingers. wingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're okay, definitely. Then they bring in Jack Eichel. Yeah. I don't know about that. I think they're the leading. Te- they're the leading team for the race. Jack Eichel. I know, but then like you get Jack Eichel, okay, and and he's still injured. So oh, don't compete for one year. How do you next afford- year? Next year you- you're probably winning the cup. How do you afford Eichel on the books next year? His contract is it's massive. It's Vegas. They'll figure it out. Don't worry. I don't know. That's a gamble. I don't even think if Vegas. Tampa can do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> um. I guess uh, moving on a little bit here, um, wanted to talk a little bit about some of the notable games of the week that have passed, actually. So we know that the Pittsburgh Penguins faced the Tampa Bay Lightning on opening night. And without forwards, Jake Gensel, Sidney Crosby, and Evgeny Malkin, arguably literally their top three players on that team, out. And they absolutely handled the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. That was insane, honestly. Just a I banner watched... raising hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I watched a little bit of that game and I was stunned. I did not think Vasilevsky didn't even look right, honestly, um, in that game. They cycled them all night. Yeah, it's hard work. Hard yeah. work won that game. They they created their own chances by working hard. Really. Um, another game, uh, Kraken's inaugural night. Um. Against Vegas, that ended in some controversy. Some can say, <laughs> um, with that uh, kick and goal, or or alleged kick and goal by was it Stevenson? Yeah, Chandler Stevenson. Yeah, by Stevenson. I still don't understand the rule. Uh, the league yeah. is going to catch themselves in a hot spot. It's already it's happened little, four times. Yeah, it's a little foggy. Um, I mean, yeah, I I can't really comment because. I mean, don't understand it, what it is. Yeah, I know because it's it's kind of hard to determine. Like, I understand that you can direct your foot to point the puck towards, and then if it goes off it, you're good. But like these seem to be like pointing your foot, but also using your momentum to steer it in. And, Dre, and they, yeah, that's yes. to it's me like during <laughs> during the stop. The likes, you know, while they're going, yeah, you know, realistically, and that's a kick. Yeah, I know. Like you can tell if they per. That's the hard part because you can tell if they're purposely putting their foot in that position to direct the puck into the net. So like they're intentionally trying to use their foot to score, which isn't allowed. But if it hits your foot and goes into the net, it, it counts. It's so gray. It's so weird that this is, this is happening. And you know, it happened uh, with it happened in this game. Did not happen against the Leafs as well. Yeah. They didn't even look at it though. Cause it's, yeah. It's the leaves and um, and then yeah, but you know, uh, people say that defense have the refs on their side, but whatever. Um, oh. it happened, it happened last night too, but it got called back. It was oh. the uh, yeah, the Colorado goal, Tyler Jost, yeah, the tying goal to Tyson Jost, and right, yeah, but uh, it's that literally one... what Stevenson did. Like, it, it's such it's such bullshit, like. Yeah, they got to figure out what, what what is the goal and what isn't because it's gonna cost. You can't cost goals in the playoffs with this. You can't. You have to get it clear. Yeah. Um. What else here we got? Oh, the well, I guess the the rematch of as Steve Dangle called it, Game Eight of the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> and Toronto Maple Leafs series. Game one of the season between those two. It's always good to see those two play. I mean, that game was pretty good. You know. Yeah. Uh, 
It was a 2-1, right? Well, okay, wait. I guess what we'll do is quickly, because really all that's left is talking about the Leafs and Jets, like like we said we were going to, because, um, like, with these notable games, right? So just quickly about the Rangers and Caps, like, mm, fair, fair. everyone expected fights, and there weren't many. So there was, like, one, but it wasn't even related to Tom Wilson. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Reeves and Wilson didn't really do anything. Anticlimactic, honestly. But we'll, we'll see. I mean – they play each other three more times this year. So I think when they go back to the garden, it's going to be a lot different. The Rangers fans are going to be all over Wilson. So uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. I mean, that's it for really, well, last thing was the battle of Alberta, which is pretty good as well. Like, yeah. That's outside a... of our favorite teams. Like it was, it was heated. Zach Cassian, Kachuk, Zadorov. Like it was, it was nice. Goals, McDavid, Hattrick. It was a good game. As expected. Yeah. It was a good game. Um, he loves scoring against Calgary, man. He just loves scoring. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if there's any other games you guys want to discuss before we get into our own teams. Um, no, I think uh, I think we've covered yeah much of those uh, notable games. But I guess the Leafs. We'll start with the Leafs because uh, we'll give Thomas his his limelight because um, <laughs> he wasn't here last week. We'll start with the Leafs. Um, this week they played Montreal and they played Ottawa twice. Yes. Um, they're two Just and like one on the year. yeah. They're two and one on the record. I mean, the Montreal game. They started off really slow, yeah. and you know, I can't help but like, I have PTSD. Let's just be oh, real. Yeah. When I saw the start of that game, I was just panicking. I hit the panic button so fast, so fast. When I saw Campbell standing on his head to start that game, I was literally. I know you were texting. Yeah, I was texting everybody. I was, you know, I was even, I was even having dinner with my family, and I was telling them like, "This is going to be a disaster." I actually turned um, to my sister's boyfriend and I told him right when the puck dropped, I said, "Look at this. The puck's going to drop within 20 seconds. Montreal's going to have a great A scoring chance." And literally, Montreal won the draw, dumped the puck in, and there was a one timer on Jack Campbell. <laughs> Not even nine seconds into the game, I was like. I looked at him and he was like, holy shit. And I was like, yep, <laughs> told you, man, I have PTSD and it, they never let me down. It happens all the time, but they battled. They won that game. It was what, 2-1? Yeah, no, 3-1. Uh, 3-1, 3-1. And that was a great performance by that shutdown line, per se, between Camp, Engvall, yes. and Engvall. Engvall like, oh loves scoring gosh. against Montreal. No, but <laughs> shout out to David Kampf, man, like, that's what we brought him in for. Our penalty kill looked phenomenal tonight. He was finally winning draws. We never won draws on our penalty kill. Um, yeah, he's just so good at forcing giveaways. Like his IQ is insane. So I'm, I'm liking him so far. Yeah, he's not going to win you over with a 30 goal season, but he will prevent Bucks from going in your own net. So yeah. which is a good thing. And I guess the least for their little two game segment against Ottawa. As expected, I would bet my house every time for Ottawa to beat Toronto just because that's my life. But the Leafs, you know, they won one, lost one against Ottawa this week. Um, the one that they lost, um, I actually, and unfortunately, didn't get a chance to watch that game. So Neither I won't. Any of us really didn't because. Oh, yeah, we had hockey. That's we right. Had, we had ball hockey. We took yeah. a dub, guys. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I kind of got the recap from a couple of people I listened to podcast wise and, and even on youtube shout out to steve dangle but uh, apparently they were looking like the leafs of old for the first period of that well, game i can i can give some perspective because i actually 
I'm crazy. I go back and watch like extended highlights and like like Eric said, listen to podcasts. I listen to the post game interviews. I like so I I pretty got I got a pretty good rundown. I'm gonna emphasize every all defense talking about these slow starts, slow starts. Montreal was a slow start. That was a slow start. What they did against Ottawa was not a slow start. They were out shooting. They were out chancing. Just the first goal, uh, Pierre Engvall, horrendous giveaway in his own end, which resulted in a weird bounce and a goal. That's Engvall's giveaway. That's that's not them starting slow. That's Engvall making a boneheaded play. That's didn't dictate the whole first 10, I think it was 12 minutes before that. And because uh, I know Keith was getting very upset about this after the game, because all, all the commentators were like, oh, two games in a row, slow start. Yeah, they were down three nothing, but they were the better team. So it's just elite fans are continuously talking about the slow start thing all the way back from fucking I don't even know Kessel era, man. And I think Lee fans don't understand what a slow start is. They think a goal against a slow start that's 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 not what it means. I'm just gonna make that clear. Your team could be out shooting fifteen to one, and you could be losing one nothing. So that's chill on the slow start stuff. Um, yeah, I went back to watch highlights. All three goals went off someone's body part, like not including their stick. So I know everyone's harping on Mirazik, but what the fuck was he supposed to do? Two were giveaways and all three were off of someone's body. So he played a very good – I started watching the for a second. He had a very good second period, and then he got hurt, which is very unfortunate. We know he's out for – actually, we didn't even mention that. He's out for 14 days. Um yeah, actually, that was an injury yeah. I mentioned. Hutchinson's recalled. I'm glad. I know Chris Johnson was reporting it was long-term LTIR worthy, so minimum of four weeks. I don't know why he did that, considering the team didn't release anything. Um, well, he probably he probably had a faulty. Uh, yeah, probably faulty source. That was false, um, scarce. Anyways, but um, well, it's yeah. also honestly his defense. So it's also a growing injury, a growing injury. So. I know, but you can assume, especially in a market like Toronto. Fair, like fair, but I mean, last year all the least goalies dealt with was growing injuries, and yeah, <laughs> I don't even think they finished well, really into too the last playoffs. year. So, but um, I think anyways, last year was hip. I know, but he or in the past he's pulled his groin. Yeah, I mean, Campbell pulled his groin last year, um, and that took forever to heal. But anyways, back to the Ottawa game, like. And then for what I started watching from the end of the second to the third, the second period was like pretty boring on both ends. I mean, the Leafs weren't really doing anything considering they were down. I think it was, yeah, actually it was still three. No, they scored before the period ended, but whatever, other than the goal, they weren't really doing much. So it kind of bothered me. Um, the, the third period, they freaking dominated as usual. Um, that's what, I think that's why Leaf fans always talk about slow starts because their third periods are always so good when they're losing. And that's the frustrating part. Because they usually come up just short, and that's you know you're losing points there. So they play better from behind. Exactly, but we shouldn't be a team that's behind um, all the Very time. Very true. Um, if you want to, you know, if you want to get winning habits, as Keith talks about. But anyways, yeah, it was honestly we had 48 shots. Freaking uh, Forsberg made 46 saves. What an unreal performance! And then even in the third game, Forsberg was unreal. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird game. Second game back to back on the road. Hmm. I, I I just I just wanted to defend them with the slow start thing because I don't think Lee fans know really the difference between slow start and getting scored on. So um well I think I think more of what was panic. Like I said, I didn't watch the game but from what I've heard. It was it was the goals that were irresponsible, right? Like yeah, well the first and third goal were brutal giveaways. Like, right. So like I think it was Kasha on the third, who just I don't know what he was trying to do. Considering yeah. it's the end of the period, like 
make a simple play. Don't try throwing it up the center of the ice. Because yeah. then Mete, I think, overturned, like, versus, you know, held it in at the blue line and then Farmington into a shot. So, uh, yeah, not much to be said about the second game. Um, they made a late push. Spets as a goat. And yeah, they, they responded just how I thought they would yesterday. Um, they got a little scary in the second period. I thought... Tom yeah, yesterday. Yesterday, it looked like it was going to get away. They got lucky with that that offside call that was literally a yeah. uh, hair from being a uh, good goal. But... Uh, it was a yeah. weird goal, though. It was. I mean, I don't even know what Batherson was doing there. He was know. literally standing on our blue line while <laughs> the play was in his end. Well, I think they knew. I think they knew that the clock was coming to an end, and the puck was actually turning back up ice, actually, because they well, got no, it. When he was there. He was at center when everyone was in the Ottawa end, which is why I was confused. Well, probably a set play. Probably gonna try and intercept it and dump it down, and for a last second chance, which is what they. But yeah, Leafs got Leafs got lucky there. They did, but they did, they did, they did come into the third and they woke up. So yeah, they outplayed them first and the third period. Second was like whatever. Um, actually, you know, one thing totally off topic from from the Leafs. Actually, you know what? I, let's finish before I actually get into that. Yeah, let's, let's finish about the Leafs. Um, yeah. what else? Jack Campbell is picked up right where he left off. Oh my gosh, he's so yeah. calm. He's he's the best. In fact, I love his post game interviews. He is um, looking like an expensive contract next year. Eric, I'm gonna slap you. Dude, <laughs> Don't think about next year. Don't be the rest of Leafs Nation. PTSD, um, Nick. PTSD. Fuck next year. Like literally, fuck it. We don't like the Leafs think too much about next year, and then they don't even win this year. So fuck next year. Um, especially at, at game three or game four. Um, I do want to give a shout out to William Nylander. He's been our best player on the ice all three games. Uh. Where are the William Nylander haters now? I don't see them. Pretty uh, quiet. And the only other thing I want to mention about yesterday is John Tavares and Mitch Marner have been under the microscope to start this year with Matthews out. I don't fully understand why, especially like analysts and stuff, like relax. You know, it's the start of the season. I guess because Matthews is out, but whatever. Um, they had a phenomenal game yesterday. Like They finally found their chemistry from three years ago and Anton Forsberg, oh, what a save he made on John Tavares. Like, that yeah. goes in nine and not point nine plus ten times. That was just an unreal save. And then he also hit a post. Uh, and then the empty net would just made me laugh. Like, three Ottawa blocks, <laughs> two on Marner, one on Tavares. Like, for fuck's sakes. They can't buy a goal, those two. Um, hopefully, with Matthews coming back, you know, it'll help out. But I think all that matters to me is that because in game two, they were very non-existent until the end, which bothered me. But game three, they were very, like, they were clicking, man. They could have had two goals each. Like, they could have had four goals in the line. So as long as they continue to work at it and, you know, generate chances, that's all that matters. The goals will come. So, yeah, that's yeah. it for the Leafs for me. Um, Hutchinson's backing up for the next two weeks. Uh, around Halloween is when I expect Morazic to be back. And that's it, really. I'm ready for tomorrow. It's a big game against New York. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be nice to finally see them play a team outside of Canada. <laughs> Hear the American national anthem. I'm ready yeah, to sing it. It'll be weird. It'll be weird. Oh yeah, I think I forgot it actually. Yeah, but one thing, one thing I want to point out before we get to uh, the Winnipeg Jets start, yeah, yeah. And, and let Thomas get some airtime here. <laughs> Something bothered me yesterday in Hockey Night in Canada. Okay, now I know that every year, you know, broadcasting booths, you know, they try and shake it up, do different things keep the listeners engaged and, and all that stuff. But man, 
what on earth was that intermission show and the camera angles like they that camera was moving constantly they were sitting at this round table you know and i think it was rob mcclain and kevin bxa in the back and kelly rudy and for the life of me i can't remember her name now something jennifer botterell is that her name to be honest i use nhl live and i didn't, i was just flipping because it's saturday night, i was flipping through other games so i didn't yeah. see a minute of intermission but anyways, they were just flipping through. They, they were like, they were, uh, what's it called? The camera angle kept moving around this table. And it was like, <laughs> just stay still. Jesus. Like, I was so bothered by that. I don't know why. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm, I'm the only one. I don't know. I could be. I'm bothered by little things like that. It's weird. But I just wanted to put that out there. I mean. I like I the think- new setup they got, though. The studio. It's really nice. And I love the scoreboard. For those of you that watch Sportsnet, um, yeah, it's very clean. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. But uh, yeah, that was my my little thing about hockey in Canada that I do not actually enjoy too much. But uh, that's nor here nor there anymore. On to the Winnipeg Jets for Thomas to just let us know what's happening there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess on to Canada's team now. Relax. Mm. Relax there. You don't wear the but, loop uh, on your chest like we do. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, well, I want to start off. Uh, you guys like briefly touched. It was nice to see an American team and we played two of them this week. Uh, so that was just nice. Like as much as I love the Canadian teams, eh, no, enough wasn't boring enough. now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But um, I don't know. It's still early in the season. So for Jets fans, there's still another 80 games left in the season. It's yeah. not time to panic. Even you guys are any- fans. Yeah. The, the, take one game at a time. One thing, I'll start off game by game. So the first game and the second game, the same issues we ran into was our special teams. Yeah. Um, I think the first game, we went 0 for 5 on the special teams. Well, that's John Gibson. On the power play. Up. Yeah, shout out to John Gibson. He was unreal that game. And then, um, yeah, on the game on Saturday, we went 0 for 3. So we're 0 for 8 on the power play, which is, I think that's a slight concern. Uh, Shifley was gone the first game. He's on our first unit. So I I just hope that that's what I'm going to be paying attention to this week and just see how we can rebound from that, especially the penalty kill. I think we're at a 60%. uh, killing it off right now yeah that's not good so especially against uh teams like anaheim and yeah i mean not la sorry san jose yeah i i I think the main thing is just you know take take the next game i forgot who it's against but just take it slowly and and i just want to see improvement from our special teams i I know you guys play thing next week uh anaheim again yeah let me see your next game you can keep going though but um, I really like the pairing of Pionk and Dylan. Last night they had uh, two ass- an assist each, and then those guys hit and block. So I- I'm going to really enjoy watching that pairing this season, uh, as well as you know getting our first look at Cole Perfetti and seeing what he can do. Oh, yeah, how was he? I a lot of Jets fans, I think m- myself included, were just excited to see him on the ice. But uh, he holds the puck well. He. he- he, he, he plays with that talent. You, you can tell he's going to be a stud. He's going to be on our team for years to come. So that's just really nice to see. 
And uh, I think from Veselina. I think Veselina played one of the games. I think he played last night. But uh, I think, you know, Veselina's hit or miss some games. And all. It's like he's answering that state. It's like, okay, are you in an HL or not? Some games you won't hear much from him. Then other games he's having chances. But I think, uh, yeah, just get ready for the next game. Improve. Yeah, you guys play. you guys play mini on Tuesday and then Anaheim on Thursday and then Nashville yeah. on Saturday. And uh, yeah, there's no easy games. You know, uh, we see Anaheim. Well, we NHL, yeah. Yeah, we see San Jose. You can't just think, you know, those are two easy games. They're going to get our season going. Every game's a hard game in the NHL. But uh, yeah, no time to panic and just, just take things slowly. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, really the only easy teams are Arizona as Columbus proved. Um, and I want to say Buffalo, but frick, are they winning the <laughs> President's Trophy or, or what? <laughs> Second um, place or first place, baby. Yeah. Um, I do. Well, not Pittsburgh's in first, but yeah, they, they have, you know, they're 2-0. So, wow. Um, I do want to say, though, I love that tribute that they give to, what's his name? I can't pronounce his name. Kate, forgive me. Um, you guys Kevlinkus? know what I'm talking about. Kevalinkas, there you go. I always say Kevlikins. Oh. I don't know why. Um. But yeah, that was a, that was an amazing tribute and yeah. number eighty on the ice, like and how they said, oh, he'll be, he'll have. Uh, I'm getting chills right now. He'll have. Uh, Elvis is Elvis back. is back all season like that. Fuck, like especially it just like I literally have chills right now. Like yeah, that's insane. And like he wore number eighty the entire game. And that game, Columbus, that. Columbus came out firing. Oh yeah, like oh, I yeah. know it's against Arizona and like okay, that but was like, obviously expected, but eight goals like. They didn't waste any time, man. Good for them. Like I, I love to see that. And even the tributes for uh Jimmy Jimmy Hayes, um, from yep. both the Devils game and the Flyers Broadway, game. Broadway Jimmy. Very nice to see. Yep. Um, you know, for the families as well. Like it's a hard time for them, and I'm sure they they appreciate that and it helps them out a bit. Um that's another player I, I hope his brother, Kevin Hayes. Kevin. I hope he I hope he has a good year this year, man. Like well, I mean, he's out for the first two months. Yeah, no, but... I understand that, but I'm saying with with everything that's happened to him and yeah. his family, like, you know, if there's anybody, if there's any player that I'm truly rooting for this year, like Kevin Hayes, like definitely mm-hmm. on my list of players that I I want to see do well this year, man. But yeah, so some some good uh, some uh good tributes. So we'll quickly just talk about some notable games upcoming this week. I do want to say though, some little bit of like small breaking news. Rasmus Anderson was fined five thousand dollars for headbutting uh, Yamamoto last night. But Larkin was suspended one game for punching Matthew Joseph. Interesting. I mean, I think that suspension was warranted, but well, well yes, but headbutting is five thousand yeah. dollars and punching. Yeah, I know. I, on. I, I, Eric, we had this conversation literally yesterday. I know, George. Peros, I think player safety oof. should be a guy like Peros, a guy who literally fought his entire career, and then. A guy like, you know, I'm not going to say Connor McDavid, but a guy like McDavid who has that target on his back. That's, that's right. why Brendan Shanahan was perfect because not only did he, he was have he, 600 he goals in yeah. his career, he also had like freaking thousands of penalty yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, I did it all. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see how you look at both situations and one guy gets a $5,000 fine yeah. and gets to play next game and the other guy had to sit out for honesty – I understand there's a punch in the face and there's an intent to injure, but you can't tell me that Rasmus Anderson headbutting, um, who was it? Yamamoto? Yeah. Yamamoto yeah. wasn't also an intent to injure. Like, I, I really don't get it, but I mean, whatever. The player safety has been a joke for the last five seasons anyways, so what does it matter? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I'll, I'll go through some games I pulled up here that are notable, in my opinion, for this upcoming week. And then, you know, if you guys want to say anything, sure. If not, we'll just get into our special segment to kind of wrap up the episode. Because um, last year, last week, we apologized. It was long. It was our inaugural episode, though. And the predictions do take time. So we do hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, this and the predictions shorter. are making us look like goose, okay? I was yeah, so high on Chicago. Going, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay so just to go through this really quick um my first one is leafs and rangers i mean i'm only i only put it here because it's the leafs and i mean i'm excited to first lafreniere for the first time and uh also you know having an american team finally visit the Scotiabank arena since uh the bubble uh, that's pretty nice to see hearing an american anthem and also the reason why it's here is obviously austin matthews making his debut Kenny catch Bertuzzi in the Richard race. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, anyways, I, yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I miss him. The, the Leafs, I heard Overdrive, TSN 1050, kind of bashing the Leafs that they're not the same without Austin Matthews. But I, I didn't understand that one bit. I don't know why I even listen to the radio in Toronto. Um, what are you talking about? Take, take uh, McDavid out of Edmonton. Take McKinnon out of Colorado, as we've been seeing. They're not the same team. Sure, they can still win games. The Leafs have a winning record in Matthews, though. But they're not the same team. Like, Austin Matthews, he's one of the best players in the world for a reason. Same with Connor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even Pittsburgh, they're playing very well. Don't get me wrong. They're not the same team without Crosby. They're not. You know, they have a lot of guys who are doing well for them. But is that going to – if you're missing Crosby for, you know, 20 games, is that going to be sustainable? No. They're your best players. They're they're getting they're getting paid what they are for Pittsburgh, a reason. Pittsburgh just said, "Hold my beer." Watch okay, it. we'll see. But <laughs> but Crosby does come back next week, which I'm sure is exciting for Penguins fans. Oh, good yeah. for them, man. It's exciting for the league. Yet, so it's exciting for the league, well. man. Yeah, the Penguins are even leading the, the league in goals for. I mean, okay, it is the first few weeks of the season. Hot scoring is always inflated, but. Um, I mean, it actually has been a surprisingly slow start in scoring for the league, except a few games. But anyways, I'm getting out of hand. I'm excited for Matthews to return. That's why that's there and an American team. The next game I have, which is exciting for obvious reason, I think it's actually probably the best or second best rivalry in in hockey right now. Um, Florida versus Tampa Bay. It's the Battle of Florida, baby. They play Tuesday. Um, As we saw in that preseason game, there was 120-something penalty minutes. Yeah, it's gonna pick right. up right where it left off. That's gonna be a really good game to watch. Oh yeah, I'm putting that on. The Leafs don't even play that night, so I'm I'm all eyes there. Um, and both teams, you know, they have they're both some of the best teams in the East, if not the best teams in the East. So they have someone to play for. So it's gonna be very entertaining. That's probably the best one this this week. Um, I also have Carolina versus Montreal for obvious reasons. Cockney, and they got a little rivalry going on. I don't know if they're in Montreal, actually. I can, or if one of you can check for me, but and I'll keep going. But I'll take a look. It'd be cool if they're in Montreal. Um, but yeah, that's why I have that there. And then I that's Thursday, sorry. And then also on Thursday, I got just for laughs. I got Oilers versus Coyotes. They're in Montreal. Oh, that's even better. Okay, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, for Thursday, I got Oilers versus Coyotes to see how many points slash goals McDavid will score. It's going to be interesting. Um, and then moving on to Saturday to wrap up the week, I got the Kraken versus Canucks. I want to see this rivalry be born. I want to see how it goes. Battle of the Pacific. That should be nice. Nice little four. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see just as many Canucks fans 
into action. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, thing, really. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a dog fight both from the stands and on the ice. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Seattle's opener though. Mm. Seattle doesn't play at home for eleven or twelve or something games because the arena's not ready. Oh my yeah. god! If, if I'm not incorrect, that's a horrible, horrible thing. Am I, I didn't right? Know that. I'm going to check right now. Give me a second. Yeah, I think it's 13 games. Anyway, so that's that's listed. And then my last game I have here is Colorado versus Tampa. Can this be, a, you know, a potential Stanley Cup final? We don't know. It could be. Um, McKinnon should be back. Landis Cog suspension will be up. We don't know about Kucherov. Oh, that's another injury we forgot to mention. That is, that is, that is their home opener. Oh, against the Canucks? Yeah. Next Saturday. The 20- Next Saturday, yeah. Wow. They, played, they, they played in Vegas. They played in Nashville. They're playing in Columbus, in Philly, in New York, and then home for their. They have, a, so. they have a four game home swing starting with the Canucks. Okay, so I misheard. It's probably 13 days, not 13 games. But still, yeah. wow, that's, that's, that makes it even better. Yeah, they kick off their first home swing in franchise history against the Canucks, the Canadians, the Wild, and the Rangers. That'll be some good action for Seattle, man. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, sorry. Okay, thanks for checking that. Um, no worries. I'm looking at – so now I was just talking about Colorado and Tampa. That's a, it's a great matchup for obvious reasons. I did want to mention we forgot to talk about Kucherov. He went down yesterday. It didn't look too good either. Um, oh, my fantasy so, pool. Yeah, we don't we don't know how, how long he's out. Take we'll probably have an update by the next podcast. I missed him in fantasy all year last year. I, I don't think it's going to be all year, though. Relax. Yeah. One thing about the Seattle fans – is I don't know if you guys saw the video when they played Nashville when the the fight. Seattle, yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> they already they had a already starting. They are here they, to freaking they mean business. They have, yeah, they have the same amount of fights as the actual team does. The team has one fight as well. I forgot who it was, but anyways, um, yeah, those are my those are my notable games coming up. I'm excited for all of them. I'll be tuning into all of them. Maybe not the Oilers Coyotes, but um. I will be tuning yeah. into all of honestly, them. Honestly, I honestly would watch the others Coyotes just just because I want to see how many how many goals they can put up against the Coyotes. And if watch the Coyotes, Coyotes going to shut them out. Hey man, if there's any team in the league that would surprise me like that, hey, these Coyotes they they they're rebuilding. But you know these rebuilding teams. Look at Buffalo. Right? Yeah, Buffalo never, probably lose twenty seven. You never straight. know. That's the problem with the NHL. These not the problem. That's the good thing about the NHL these days is any team can beat any team on any given. That's night, what I like about this. No matter who it is, which is why it's impossible to bet on the NHL, NHL games. I hardly do parlays on them or any bets because it's just like, it's so hard to tell, honestly. Except for except for Ottawa versus um, Toronto. I bet Ottawa every time. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, so that's really it. And that, I guess Eric's fantasy comment about Kucherov is a nice segue into our it is. inaugural special segment of Fantasy Corner that we alluded to last week. Um, yeah, this is the first one. So we can get into that to kind of wrap up this episode. This is my favorite. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna be yeah. nice. like we said last year or last year, last episode. We are we live and breathe fantasy hockey. Uh multiple pools every single year for all three of us. Mm-hmm. We constantly we even have a couples up, pool. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my girlfriend. She's uh currently well, she's not leading anymore, but she was telling us all for the first few days. I'm still leading that league. Me and mine are both in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and mine's in the middle of the pack. But you know what? That couples league was the best thing that's ever happened because all she does is pay attention to hockey now. I, I agree, man. It's, it's great. Alyssa's more excited than I am. So I'm getting messages. Uh, 
you know, 3 p.m. in the day, I'm getting messages. Why do I have zero points still? (laughs) (laughs) No, I get I get the call on the ride home from work. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I starting tonight? Or or how do I do this? How do I do that? It's like or or getting blamed out when the players aren't getting any points. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, for you guys that are listening right now, uh, if you have a girlfriend and she she's constantly on your ass while watching hockey, create a pool with her. It'll it'll make things a lot better. It'll help. It'll help. Yeah. Anyways, enough of that. Lucky guys. <laughs> enough of that. Um, into the fantasy corner now. So what this segment's gonna be, I'll give a quick little spiel about it. Is we're just pretty much gonna give you guys some insight on who we're either looking at, who we're picking up, who we you know want you guys to maybe look at acquiring in the week in this next coming week or even for the season. You know, players that are trending upwards, trending downwards. Stay away from maybe you know, put on your watch list, whatever you may want to do with this information, you know, you do, but I'll kick it off with none other than Jared McCann of the Seattle Kraken. Now I drafted him um, in our fantasy draft. Now it's, it's a very deep league, 16 teams, 23 roster players, four keepers per year. So it's a very deep league, but I, I ended up in a 12 player pool. Sorry. I drafted him a 12 player pool. So well, that's good. I, I like Jared McCann. He's got two goals and an assist in, uh, in his first two, is it two games? He's played two games. I think he yeah. has played. Yeah. Two. No, oh, two. two, 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 two games. Um, and you know, he is doing very well. So if you guys are looking for a centerman or somebody that you're going to find on your free agents list for a forward and some of the pools that aren't the deepest, Jared McCann would be a perfect person to pick up because Seattle, someone's got to do the scoring for Seattle and their first line is very doing very well. Even their power play actually is clicking, not, you know, pretty good. Cause I'm pretty sure Jared McCann's got, yeah, he's got uh, two power play points uh, this yeah. season. So he's somebody that I would, uh, I would definitely look at, maybe watch, maybe pick up if you have them, you know, definitely not uh not a bad acquisition to have. And Nick, um, I'll let you segue in. Yeah, I just want to clarify. They did play three games. Oh, they did? Yeah. Yes. And, ten, and ten of leading their team in goals, shockingly. Um, I like McCann, though. I think I, I think it's a good pick. I think he's, you know, he's getting top power up the time. He's he's their top six. He's in their top six for sure all year. Um, I think it's a good pickup. So good name, Eric. Um, my first one is my boy, Marit Sider. Um, I didn't draft him in our deep, deep pool that Eric was mentioning, but I picked him up literally right after the draft. Like the draft ended, I moved someone to my IR and I picked up Sider. And in two games, he has, let me check for you guys. I don't want to say something and then I'm wrong. Um, but I picked him up because I know it's Detroit and I know plus minus is going to kill me, but I think he's going to be, he's already on the top power play. He's, he's playing 23 minutes a night and he's a big boy. So our pool has hit the blocks as we, as we said last week, and he's not only is he going to get me points, he's going to get me that as well. So very key. Um, Thanks Thomas. He has three assists in two games. I think two are on the power play or one's on the power play. It doesn't matter, but he's playing very well to start the year. It's only two games in, but anyways, long story short, if he's only on a 21% of Yahoo pools, if he is available in your leagues, go pick him up right now. Like literally pause this podcast and go pick him up. I'm <laughs> telling you guys right now, you will not regret it. He's literally going to be in the calendar conversation. 
I'm not even not even like it's not even a hot take like I just think he will be so Maureen Sider is my first guy um a second guy I don't really know I don't think this is sustainable at all and Ziad our boy Ziad who we mentioned last week Peng, diehard Penguins fan um we're gonna be bringing him up a lot is anyways the player I'm talking about is Danton Heinen he has three goals in three games he's literally playing on their top line right now uh or sorry I think he's on their second now that Gensel's back um but regardless, he's a top six winger for them. And I mean, Crosby's coming back, but that's not going to move Heinen, Heinen down. So he, there's some potential there. I mean, you can either add him to your watch list, but I feel like he might be scooped pretty soon if he continues to score. So, I mean, if you have an empty spot and you want to take a flyer on someone, go for Danton Heinen. He can very well get you power play points. And if Crosby's coming back, you don't know, maybe he'll play with Crosby. So um anyways now moving to thomas's one of thomas's picks so um i guess how can we go a fantasy week without mentioning tyler bertuzzi's four goal (laughs) game um against tampa bay so uh yeah here says bertuzzi's 40 percent owned it's not sustainable however yeah detroit Detroit will be making noise this season I, i think detroit they're they're almost done their rebuild and they just they play with nothing to lose exactly um Bertuzzi hits he's 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 their top guy on that team so you know hold Bertuzzi if you can add him add him just be cautious uh the big thing is he's going to be missing games in Canada yeah but uh, this week he plays Columbus Calgary and Montreal so I I'm expecting another big week from Tyler Bertuzzi mm-hmm but uh, I think that's it. Just uh, hopefully he can keep up the goal scoring. I don't think four Lar- goals a game. Is and Larkin speed. will be back too from his suspension. Exactly. That one game. Honorable mention since we're talking about the wings, uh, Robbie Fabry. Yeah. He scored an unreal. He, like, I, I look at, here's a little tip for you guys. When you're looking at points from last season or this season, I'm kind of exposing myself here, but whatever. Um, if you guys listen to this part, you deserve it. Look at their average points. Don't look at their points this season, especially when you're at the middle of the season because their average points tell you the true story because the guy could have been hurt for two weeks, three weeks, right? You don't know. Robbie Fabry last year was at 2.6 in our pool, at least average. Actually, both my pools is around 2.5 average uh, points per game, which includes hits, shots, one pool of blocks, whatever. You guys, you guys get it. But the important part there is 2.5 average. Like that's, that's up with guys like Nylander last year was about a 2.7. So I know it's because he played a shorter, like I think he played a few months, but still, like, like he's picking up right where he left off. So Robbie Fabry's honorable mention for me. Um, yeah, just to add that in there. All right. Um, now, one of my favorite fantasy picks this year, I also drafted this guy on draft day, Puglia Yarvi. Mm-hmm. He has been nothing but almost disappointing the last uh, couple of seasons. You know, never really kind of growing into the guy he wanted to. I know last year, I can't remember what it was to start the season, but he was having like, he had like so many shots on goal and not a goal to show for it. I think it took him like 11 games to get on the board last year. But this year, starting on the Connor McDavid's wing. And Dreisaitl. Yeah, and Dreisaitl's wing is really going to help him and his fantasy value. Probably a player in most pools that got overlooked. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to go and pull up him on my team Hold right on, now. Let me just mention something before Eric takes all the credit. I was about to take him right before Eric took him. I mean, right, right after Eric took him. So let me, just, the... let me just add that in there. 
Oh, it doesn't and matter anymore. I have in my other pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I have in my other pool, so it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll let you enjoy that tub. Well, yeah, so at least in the in my pool that I'm in, the deep one, he's uh, ranked 32nd overall to start the season. I know it's early, but he's only 54% rostered. Yep. So that's somebody that is available. If he's there, go. Like, yeah, yeah, if he's like, there, go get him. Take him. Like, get him right than, now. Yeah, anyone we need. I'm, I'm high on him. I, I think he's... Uh, I think he's about to finally take that stride this year and be mm-hmm. that big winger that uh, Edmonton needs. And he's also playing first power play. He's I was about to that, say, yeah, is he first yeah, power play? He's that guy that's standing in front of the net because he, he's a big dude, right? And he's, yeah. causing, he's causing a lot of havoc in front of goalies. And oh, yeah. even yesterday he got, uh, was it a two, two, one goal and an assist and one was on the power play. Like, you know, he's, he's a guy that's finally starting to trend in the right direction after a few years of being developed. But uh, he's a guy that I think you got to jump on right away. Hey, and then, that was uh, a nice pick by you. Yeah, I, the I was next, mad at you. And next guy on the list is a guy that's torching me this fantasy week. Um, because <laughs> I'm playing somebody who has him and a huge Florida Panthers fan, too. But, um, Sam Bennett. Now, one, this is one guy that you know his contract was, you know, yeah, I heavily, heavily, uh, what's it called? Um, criticized when he signed in Florida, but he got a hat trick yesterday. And uh, he is absolutely killing me. I think he had me. an assist game one, too. Yeah, his stat line right now this season. No, he's just got three goals. Oh, yeah, I drafted him in my other pool, even though I should talk to him last week. Yeah, he's just got uh, he's just got three goals. Well, because he's um, a good team, and he is their second C, and he's on the first power play, right? So. Yeah, no, but he also does a bunch of other things, too, right? Like, he's a, he's a guy who gets, you know, your hits. He shoots a lot, too, which is which is. Oh, good. that's true. <clears throat> so, he's a guy that I would, uh, I would look – I would look towards getting him if he's a free agent. In terms of trading for him, I'm not entirely confident that this will hold up all year. Um, I'm a little hesitant with Sam Bennett because he has had some, you know, hot streaks, even when he was in Calgary, um, where, you know, he went on these runs and it looked really good. And then all of a sudden it just fell apart. So I don't know if I would actually go and say to go and actually acquire him via trade. But if he is on your free agency and you are looking for a player that's on a good team, that'll score some goals, produce power play points here and there. Sam Bennett is definitely a guy on, if he's on free agency, I would take him. And uh, just because you brought up trades, like the one thing with trades is early in the season, don't go trading for guys that are hot because you're going to overpay and you don't know if they're going to keep it up. Right. You go if you're gonna trade for a guy who you think is gonna get hot later in the season, that's who you trade for. You always trade for guys that are undervalued because exactly. you're. I mean, we have a keepers league, so it's a little bit different. You can use picks, but in regular leagues, like you're gonna probably have to trade two guys for one, right? If you acquire a guy who's hot, and that might bite you in the ass in two or three months. So just be mindful of that. Um. Anyways, yeah. Sorry, Tim has one more guy that we're gonna mention. Yeah. So my final guy who last season I think everyone can agree was disappointing mm-hmm. is Patrick Laine. Uh just looking at his stats first game against Arizona he had two assists and then the second game against Seattle he had one goal I think if you have Laine on your team goal too. yeah if you have Laine on your team just hold him there's no need to get rid of him right now he Columbus is going to run through him their power plays you know feeding Laine yeah I think if, if you have Laine you're in a good position just keep him, hold him, and, and and just watch how he does. Uh, Someone's got to score, right? Yeah. And chances are you drafted him late. And actually, how many? Can you check how much percentage of goalies own in? He's eighty-eight percent rostered. Oh wow, I'm shocked. Which, yeah, I think 
should be much higher. But he's first line, first power play. Yeah, so this is less of a pickup. This yeah. is more of like a, if you have hold. Exactly. Uh, but I think that's good for me. Yeah, Our, well, now we have some, uh, I guess, some downward. downward downward trending uh, yeah. players slash even teams. <laughs> I have a, I, on our little... Our little uh, point form notes page that we have up here. I have all of Chicago. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was so high on Chicago to start the season. Yeah, it's early. It's early. Yeah, they're but still I've... meshing together. It's big changes, right? Goalie, your top defenseman. Yeah, Hayes uh, coming back. Who's been? I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I have all of Chicago written down. It was kind of just a joke, but I mean they are looking a little bit uh, rough around the edges right now. Um, a lot of people, including myself, are super high on Seth Jones. I'm sure he just needs some time because he's a great defenseman. So I'm not gonna, you know, talk he down on him. Points in three games. It's not bad. Oh, does and he? The power play points too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then that's actually a lot better. He has than like I seven blocks. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I had that as a joke. I wanted to put that out there, but uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that segue is nice to my my name, um, Jonathan Taze. <laughs> I took him in both, actually all three of my pools, even the couples one. Um, I mean, it's only three games in. I'm not going to overreact. I'm not going to drop him. I'm not going to trade him, whatever. But he's like a minus four, I think. And plus minus has been killing me. Um, so I just want to mention Tay is like, don't, don't, don't react yet. If it's, sec- if it's next week and he still hasn't gotten a point, then it's, you know, it's a little bit worrisome, especially considering it's top power play and you're playing with guys like Kane, Debrinkat. Like, you can should be able to get a point. I need a hot preseason, so um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I have I have Taves as someone to like. I'm worried about, and I'm sure if you own him, you're worried as well. So um, uh, another name I have, I think this is like really pretty clear. Um, Ilya Samsonov. I, I was very hesitant to draft him because of the type of player he is and like, you know, all the stuff that went on last year with COVID and breaking rules and whatever. Yeah. But it seems like Vanacek's their guy right now, man. He, he started game one. They won. He let in one goal. Yesterday, he let in a goal. Oh, sorry. No, they lost an OT yesterday. Uh, 2-1. He still played very well, though. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Samson will get their next game. But if he doesn't do well, man, I think he's on a short leash. Vanacek can, is very capable of playing as a number one, like 1A, 1B kind of guy, but being that 1A. So Samsonov, I'm not, we're not saying drop him. Like we're not really saying drop anyone because it's only week one, right? So we were even hesitant to do this. Um, later in the season, we'll tell you if, you know, you think you should drop or we should drop, whatever. But just know that Ilya Samsonov, if you drafted him, I'm just as worried as you are. <laughs> if you can pick up Banachek though, you know, go ahead. Because if you have that extra roster spot, then at least you'll get all of Washington starts, right? And if they're going to go 40-40, uh, 41-41, sorry, at least you have both those goalies. So you know what? If you need a third goalie, go pick up Banachek. I think he's only owned like 20, 30% of pools. So um, that's actually another guy to add to the beginning uh, if you have Samsonov. See, I, I uh, love this. I love this segment because I got to play against Nick in fantasy, so this is nice. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I actually play. hate that we do this because literally we're fucking – we're competing against one another and, and we're telling each other, oh, go get this, go get that. Well, actually, just to just to tell you, he's actually he's actually 65% rostered. Oh, I'm sure how much has it gone up? Does it say plus whatever? It says zero percent the last week. So what? I think people were Banachek. high on him to begin. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm looking at it right now. Wow, okay. Yeah. 0%. Well, still, if he's available, go grab him. So that's, that's all I really gotta say. Yeah, he's actually owned in our league too. Yeah, I know that I knew because I was gonna yeah. pick him up. Uh, 
Um, oh, for you. another name. See, this is why this thing can be so long. Anyways, Jeremy Swayman. He's only on. He's. I mean, he's going up now. I think he's plus eighteen in the last two days. No, but no, I do not like that. Go. Don't listen, to Eric. Go pick up Swayman because although I, I, they brought Allmark in for five million dollars, if he's not playing good, he's not starting. Goalies, you're not starting them because they're making money, like like a Bobrovsky in Florida. Last season, what do you he didn't mean? Start he, much. I know, but he is starting this season because he yeah, makes a lot of money. <laughs> And because Spencer Knight's 21 years old. I think so, Spencer Knight could take his job. Yeah, he can. But what I'm saying to you is Allmark is not a solidified number one goalie, number one. And number two, in Boston, he's not. Right now, he's looking at he's, – he's sitting on the bench. And he's not going to start next game. So, Do you know that for Swayman, sure? I can tell you right now, Swayman's going to start. You're letting one goal. Why would, why would you go play Allmark now? Because I, I just I just think that that game for so I think the opening game for Swayman was more of like a courtesy start because he well, was because we'll he, he did so well last year for them when they were in that injury. I don't front. see why you're but I don't see why you wouldn't start the guy you brought in to be your number one. Well, because he had a shit preseason. It's preseason. Freddie had a shit preseason. They started him. I don't know. So, I don't I, know. I I don't like Allmark. If you own Allmark, rip to you because you probably take him high. I own Allmark and I did not take him high. Okay, well, that's fine. If you didn't take him high, it's fine. If you took him high, rip to you. <laughs> Go pick up Swayman. Anyways, yeah, sorry. Uh, Tim has one more name. Cool. And then we're gonna and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. We don't want to yeah. keep guys like last just, week. Just another one where I saw people jump way too high on oh, yeah. field. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying the goals are gonna come. Here come the Montreal fans with pitchforks. That's fine. But, but uh it's just RIP Tim. No points. A minus one and nine shots in three games. Montreal has three goals in three games. Yeah. The goals will come for Caulfield. The, the thing is, Montreal, you know, their team, their team hasn't improved from last season. I just I think, think Caulfield will be a 20 to 25 goal scorer. He's not scoring yeah. 30, 40 goals like people are saying. Like, relax. But the thing is, don't hit the panic button with Caulfield. No, no, no. Don't, do don't not trade him. him. Yeah, don't trade him. Don't drop him. Just but I would be I would be concerned about yeah. him. Um, but I think that's that's everything. They play San Jose, Carolina, Detroit. So Hoffman should help their goal scoring too yeah. when he comes back. He has, he has a good opportunity to to score and improve this week. Yep. Well, I think that's it for our fantasy corner. Um, please, if you listened, let us know uh, what you thought about the first fantasy corner. It's gonna kind of evolve as we go on. Um, but for now, we're gonna stick with the you know trending upwards, trending downwards. And just yes. notable players for the upcoming week, notable matchups. So I guess that's kind of like a good segue from our notable matchups, eh? Because we talked about like you know Oilers versus Coyotes, like you know target yeah. Oilers players. So yeah, you know it kind of it's kind of a nice blend. So yeah, any feedbacks uh, appreciated. Good. Yeah, or bad. we would love we'd love feedback because like like you guys know we're a new podcast. We're kind of we're learning as we go learning as well now. here. You know, trying to put out content that uh, everyone likes to listen to and. <laughs> And all that yeah. stuff. So we really are taking feedback very seriously from you guys. So we appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, I guess now is all that's left to mention is the giveaway. giveaway so as we mentioned last week, we have an Instagram giveaway going on right now um, at Hockey Card Collector Thirty Four. Am I right, yep. Nick? On Instagram. On Instagram, that's at Hockey Card Collector Thirty Four. Um, it's a bunch of Young Guns um, cards. And all you have to do is follow Occupy Collector 34, subscribe to the podcast. And on either Apple or Spotify, on, it doesn't yeah, matter. Either Apple, Spotify. Or both. Or if both. you love us. 
or we actually are on Google Podcasts as well. <laughs> and that's something that we actually didn't announce last week on the podcast. We were only releasing on Spotify last week, but during the week we did come out with Apple and Google. So yeah. we're on a lot of platforms now. So um, I have a link in the bio of the Instagram with all the links. So. Exactly. So head over to Hockey Card Collector 34. Um, I and... do want to mention something about the giveaway though. Okay. So we're at 13 entries so far. Um, so, you know, your chances are still high because although, although we have more subscribers than that, only 13 have messaged me on Instagram saying, you know, here's my proof, here's my username and please enter me or whatever the case yeah. is. So please do that. Um, very easy, you know, to, to sign up for the giveaway. Exactly. And you know, it's more, so we appreciate the follows and the listens. And like we said earlier, the feedback. That Instagram can be used for that as well, or you can, you know, send it directly to our Spotify accounts. Um, yeah, so that's really it for the giveaway. Uh, we're gonna announce the winner on the next podcast, so you have until next Saturday at eleven fifty nine p.m. because then we're gonna record on Sunday, and then we're gonna announce the winner and during that podcast live, probably at the end. Um, so stay tuned for that, and yeah, so you have another week to enter. And I guess that's really it for episode number two, guys. Um, yeah thank you guys for if you made it this far thank you for making it this far we really appreciate it and <laughs> just to reiterate one last time feedback is so appreciated and welcome here so at hockey card collector 34 is the instagram account to give that feedback to, to enter the contest and the giveaway and to get any news on this podcast as it goes and that is it for now that it concludes episode two I'm Eric Porcelli, one of the co-hosts, followed by my two good friends, Nick Delpret and Thomas Umana. And that is it for this week. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. See you next week. Take care, everyone.